Everyone wants to go viral, but what does it take to actually make it happen? Raise those pinkies because today we're talking with Tony Atkins, AKA the dancing doctor, where we're literally gonna break it down for you. Presented by Advertisement. The Duke of Digital will guide you through the rapidly changing landscape of digital marketing, social media, and how to grow your business online. To submit a question for the show, text 323-821-2044 or visit dukeofdigital.com. If you need an expert to fix your ads, the friendly team at Advertise Mint is ready to help. Visit advertisement, that's M-I-N-T, dot com or call 844-236-4686 to grow your business. Here's your host, Brian Miet. All right, well, I am very excited today because we have a special guest, Tony Adkins, who's known as the Dancing Doctor. Yes, is, indeed. Is that right? Yes. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, it's a pleasure for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited um, because you have such a fascinating story, and I wanted to, to share that with our listeners, you know, some of the background behind your journey and how you've come to be where you are today, uh, you know, a, a celebrity status now at this point, like you're, you're pretty well known. Um, but let me, I want to do a, a couple of background points that I know about you. You're a neurosur you work in the a neurosurgery department um, and you're a physician assistant at the Children's Hospital of Orange County. Is correct. that correct? Okay, correct. good. Um, and so you began sharing videos of you dancing with the patients mm -hmm. and these videos began to pick up steam and one of them generated over 150 million views, two plus million shares. Yeah. Like everyone started talking about this. And one of, I went through last night was watching some of your videos. Yeah. And my, my all time favorite one was you had a lady's baby and they were playing the Lion King music oh, yeah. and you, you held it up like Simba. And it just, the mom starts laughing because I don't think she knew that you were going to do it. And oh, it was just great. Like she's smiling yeah. as big as can be. Um, and just that little Simba moment, it made me laugh. I was yeah, like, that baby was a few hours old. Yeah, yeah, always. It was great. You could just see how she's like, she's there, you know, exhausted. And she's like, that's it. It's now, uh, it is a little King. I love that. Um, so you since that point, mm -hmm. you have appeared on Good Morning America, The Dr. Oz Show, ABC World News, Access Hollywood, The Australian Morning News, and their Today Show. Like, you all of a sudden went mainstream on all these big uh, network shows. Um, now, now, tell me, did I miss anything? I want to make sure that I, I get yeah. cover all the bases. So it, I got on, um, I was interviewed in Denmark. Uh, TV with Evo um, probably about two weeks ago, and it just okay. aired last week while I was in uh, Israel and Palestine. Um, it was uh, one of the amazing shows that I did as well, as far as different print ads um, in Orange County Register, Orange Coast uh, Magazine as one of the top doctors in Orange County, as well as uh, Parenting OC Magazine. Yeah. So it's been pretty awesome, you know. Love it so, so far. For anyone listening, you need to know who uh, who Tony is. So, how can people find you or follow you if they're listening right now? So, Facebook, it's pretty simple. Tony Atkins page. Uh, so, look for the one with the blue check mark because okay. there's a lot of Tony Atkins out there. And it's Atkins with A D K I N S, not A T K. Yeah. Right? So okay, it's got A D it. like David K I N S. Got it. Um, as well as um, on Instagram, T underscore Malone uh, three. So. 
uh, reason why I did Malone is uh, back then, you remember when Anchorman came out? Yeah. Was, uh, um, what was his name? John Burgundy. So I was like, I want an Anchorman name, the T Malone. So, <laughs> and after you get a certain amount of followers, you can't change you it can't anymore. Change so, it, right. <laughs> so I was stuck. It's locked in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, well, the topic that I wanted to run through today was the, the topic and, you know, a lot of people in business, and I hear this a lot, is they're like, we need to make something that goes viral. Right. Like, just make a video and make it go viral so we get millions and millions of views. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a, I think when you've already said that, mm -hmm. you, I feel like you've already kind of lost the battle because <laughs> right. things that go viral generally don't go viral because they were produced yeah, um, yeah. unless there is a lot of thought and mm -hmm. you do it really, really well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, from the outside view, this is what it looked like happened. There was three steps. One, you start dancing with patients. Mm -hmm. uh, step two, the internet you know, cr goes crazy. Mm -hmm. Step three, you appear on Good Morning America. So yeah. what I wanted to do today <laughs> was kind of walk through that journey yes. because I know there's a lot more oh, yeah. that happens during that process. So. Walk me through kind of the beginning of where, let's go all the way back, you know, either when, you know, where did dancing come from as being a part of your life? Is this something that you did as a kid? Is this something that you only started when you saw a patient was going through a tough time in a hospital? Yeah. So it all started when I was a little kid. So I was the youngest of two older brothers. I mean, we stayed in South Central Los Angeles. Um, so they were involved in gangs out there. Um, and I couldn't go outside. So I would grab their boom box and that's when K-Day was out. Um, so I would turn on the radio as well as watch VH1 when VH1 first came oh, yeah. out. Um, and I would just look at videos, listen to music, and I would just dance and emulate everything that I saw. Um, and from there, it kind of took me away from the environment because you, all you hear is uh, gunshots, police sirens, helicopters, um, and you, that's all you hear. So I was, you know, I tried to do something that would kind of take me away because it was very tough down there. Um, and that's what I did. And I, I used music and dance just to kind of uplift me. And once I kind of went there, I felt that that was my savior because I, I never really got into watching TV. Always, every time when I'm down, I listen to music, I'll go to the gym, listen to music, and it kind of takes me away. Oh, got it. Got it. I mean, so when was the moment mm -hmm. that you first started to made the decision mm -hmm. to dance with patients? Like, was there a single patient or like mm -hmm. a patient that you're like, man, I really need to brighten their day? Yeah. Or was it something like day one in the hospital, yeah. you're dancing as you walk in the door? Like, how did that kind of come sure, to be? Sure. So um, it all started uh, with one patient, but when I was in school, my my instructor, when I was doing my, um, you know, trained physical exam, she said, Tony, you're very lively. You're, you're happy. You should always be yourself whenever you go and see a patient. And I was like, okay. So, um, but then there was one patient that I remember um, he had childhood leukemia. Um, he beat that. And then he started having a lot of different neurological issues that caused neurosurgery to get involved. So it caused him to be in the hospital for a long time, just like when he was a lot younger and he had childhood leukemia. Um, so when I would see him in the morning, I would see the gloss of childhood kind of leaving throughout his eyes. And you know when a kid has started going into depression route. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, this is not right. You know, I've been there before when I was a little kid. So I was like, 
you know, um, let me do something that's going to bring him up. So I turned on some music one morning and I started dancing, kind of playing around and his mom filmed it. And then she put it on social media and then just kind of went from there. So it was the mom. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my question was mm -hmm. who started filming mm -hmm. these dances. So from the first one you started doing, mm -hmm. your focus wasn't, I want to become famous. Your focus was there's a person in mm -hmm. pain. Yeah. And I want to try to help get them through that moment. Yeah. And let's put on some music. Do you remember what the song was that you danced to in that first video? Oh, Can't Touch This. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's such a good one. It's a great one. You have another video where you have the full costume on. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. My favorite thing is when you do like the little, oh, yeah, little, little scissors. Oh, yeah. yeah. It goes across the room. Such a great dance. Um, okay, so the mom was the one mm -hmm. that first took the first video. Mm -hmm. She uploads it. So yeah. did you... I mean, did what happened at that point? Did that one pick up, or were you just like, "Man, this is a good thing"? Mm -hmm. I, like, walk us through that kind of first step. Yeah. So she filmed it, she put it online, and all of a sudden, I started getting a lot of followers on Facebook because you know, regular Facebook, you only can get up to five thousand, and like overnight, I hit five thousand, and I was getting more friend requests, and then I was trying to request them, and it was like, "Oh, you reached your max five thousand, no more." So. I was like, whoa, what do I do now? So then I started a, I started a Facebook page. Yep. Um, and it just kept going. And from there, the hospital contacted me. Um, and they were like, you know, we see something good. Um, do you mind us teaming up with you? Uh, we have patient consents. You know, we'll go around on Fridays and we'll, we'll um, consent some of the patients that want to do it. And then we'll do a little dance video and then we put it on our website. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. Nice. That's how, that's how it kind of went. So it started with, you know, one, blowing up organically, which mm -hmm. is people saw an authentic person mm -hmm. dancing with someone to make their day and brighten it up. Yeah. That just got shared a bunch. And the hospital came in. That's interesting mm -hmm. to be like, because it is a, a situation where you just can't necessarily mm -hmm. walk around and film whatever you want right. in those settings. No. So they came from the very beginning and said, we support this. Now, was it... Walk me through this. Was it like the social media department at the hospital? Was it the marketing department? Mm -hmm. Or was it like the, the CEO or the president that was like, we need to get behind this? Who was it that yeah. made the decision to? So the CEO uh, contacted the marketing department uh, because at that time, one of our uh, top uh, intensivists passed away. Okay. And the, one of the videos was shared on. Um, in Orange County, there's different uh, community Facebook pages like Anaheim Buzz, Orange County Buzz. Okay. And it got shared on one of those, and the CEO saw it, and she contacted the marketing department and said, this is so great for us. I think we should team up with him. Wow, so this is awesome. So she saw it. Mm -hmm. Like, it had already gone mm -hmm. full scale in the Internet yeah. and is now being out there. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you work at my hospital. Yeah. We need to, to take this and make it really yeah. good. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, was this, was the, did, so did, all, did it all start from the first video? Because this is the one that starts to kind of grow. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you start getting calls from Dr. Oz and Good Morning America. Yeah. When, what was kind of the tipping point? I mean, because then you start doing videos, you're working with the hospital and you start doing them consistently, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So at what point do these other things start to fall into place and snowball? Yeah. So um, 
Doctor or the Good Morning America is like in mid September. Okay. Because uh, they just started the Good Morning Day, um, and or GMA Day uh, with Michael Strahan, um, and that was the third day, which was a Wednesday that of it starting, and it had Dancing with the Stars there. So, but before that, I was doing my videos and just kept putting them out, and um, uh, Daily Mail contacted me. Okay. And um, I did something with them, and what they did was uh, it did a quick interview. And then they put a bunch of my videos together, and then they made like one of those now this little video clips. Okay, yep. Um, and then from there, that kind of exploded. Um, but bef- go back a little bit before that, my wife was like, "You should do a dance. You should do a dance challenge." I was like, "All right." So I did a in my feelings challenge, okay. and <laughs> oh my goodness, that thing <laughs> exploded. So that was a one that went. Yeah, that like took off. Now, did you do it? Because mm-hmm. generally, uh-huh. aren't, don't you do that where you jump out of the car and do it while driving? Or did you do yeah. it in the hospital? I did it in the hospital. So okay. I finished rounding on a Saturday n- uh, morning. And then I had one of the nurses uh, film it okay. And while I was doing it. And then I had to run to the ER. But in the meantime, I posted it while I was running to the ER. And then it just went like wildfire. So that you upload that, you get back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you check your phone later and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, oh man! Yeah, I have. It was like six hundred thousand views. Wow! Yeah, wow! Like in a, a matter of minutes. Oh yeah! Wow! It was crazy. So at this point, mm-hmm. you're like, man, this is nuts. Yeah. Um, and now I, I imagine you know comments. Usually, what I hear is you know comments get out of control. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, it's overwhelming. You're like, what do I do? <laughs> like I'm ignoring these people, right, but right. it's just like a it's become this massive snowball. Yeah. Um, you know why? Why do you think people are so drawn? to dancing in videos? Um, so the, the difference of, you know, there's a lot of uh, people out there with dance studios and they dance in the videos. So then you have a lot of dancers just look at those. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a community of dancers kind of look at new things. The difference between my dancing um, and dancing studios where um, there's professional dancers. I'm not really a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may pretend like it, yeah. but no, not at all. <laughs> this is VH1 trained. <laughs> so, um, but it's a difference between me connecting with a patient and their family mm-hmm. and their small patients or big patients. Um, it's a medical provider that is seen in a different light. Um, it's not us um, that you see us in a white coat and that's it. Yeah. And we step away. This is something different from a regular thing that you see on TV. Is this somebody just hopping around and having a good time and people are laughing and smiling in these videos. It's not like no other. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy because you know, we work in the advertising industry mm-hmm. and you know, you could put up the best commercial with everything, you know, uh, here's all the reasons why you should buy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you just put up someone dancing mm-hmm. next to it and, and try to go head to head. And the dancing video, a lot of times will, you know, win. Like people yeah. I think are drawn to dancing. It's no matter if they're good or if they're bad, mm-hmm. uh, or if it's even just a so, so dance people mm-hmm. seeing other people dancing a lot of times will just stop and watch it. Um, and I just think that's so fascinating. It's something that's probably happened throughout the history of time that, mm-hmm. you know, when people are dancing, it's all right, let's, let's stop for a bit. And, right. And it's a, it's a time to get loose yeah. and enjoy yourself. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of research based off of, you know, people having fun, yep. um, laughter and dancing. 
Now, after you know this has all happened, mm -hmm. how has this affected your career? Like, has it opened doors, or is it just kind of this big? You know, does it keep? I mean, yeah. Does the viral stuff keep going? Mm -hmm. um, does it open doors? Did it? Does it go and then kind of have a lifeline, and then yeah. it kind of slows back down? Yeah. So it, we have. Uh, so I have a lot of peaks and valleys, mm -hmm. um, but in the in my career has just went in so many different directions. Um, as far as going on TV shows, talk radios, yeah. podcasts, print ads, um, it's it goes in different time frames. So when I first started, um, the first TV appearance was uh, Channel Four Nightly News, and then okay. after that was ABC World News Tonight, and then the next week was. Um, a good morning day. Got it. And then that was on a Wednesday. And then I came back. And then on that Sunday, I did the Australian morning news, which was three o'clock here, 3 p.m. here and seven o'clock over there. Um, and I did it on sunset, um, right in the right by the Waffle House. Nice, <laughs> so, nice. um, but um, the the advertisement portion has slowly started to go down a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, but it picks up every time one of my videos gets a lot of views. You know, we had another guest on the show and he was saying, we were talking about how he got on Shark Tank mm -hmm. and it came from doing a very small interview with mm -hmm. a local small newspaper. Mm -hmm. And he was like, because of that, a producer saw it and gave us a call. Um, and he, you know, to some extent, it sounds like you almost had the same experience, which mm -hmm. is you did the first opportunity that came through for press. Mm -hmm. And then right behind it was another one mm -hmm. and another one and another one. And all of a yeah. sudden the phone is ringing mm -hmm. where everyone wants. Is, is that kind of how it happened? Yeah, that's how it happened. And I didn't have anybody to help me. So I was doing that as well as working at the same time. Wow. So it's been pretty tough. So <laughs> now it's this year has been a lot of speaking engagements. Okay. So I've been going different uh, areas in Florida, just came from Savannah not too long ago, um, and just doing a lot of speaking things. That's uh, wonderful. Based off of things that I do, just connecting with patients. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now there was a moment as mm -hmm things were going crazy, right? Mm -hmm. In the viral moment yeah. where there were some individuals, I was you know, looking back last night and reading some of the comments, mm -hmm. you know, you're referred to by the press as the dancing doctor. Oh, uh, yeah. your, your actual title at work is a physician's assistant, yes. um, which would be someone that I think generally works with doctors, but mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a doctor, right? Sure, sure, okay, cool, yeah. yep. Um, so what happens was there was a bunch of people that were in there being like, wait, he's not really a doctor. And we're throwing out these comments. Mm -hmm. Just somebody saying, you know, like I, the, this podcast is called the Duke of Digital, and I'll, I'll let everyone in on a little secret. I, I'm not a Duke. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just right. It's just for fun, and we yeah, you know, have a name yeah. that goes with it. So I think that's kind of what happened in this scenario. Yeah. But there was a lot of people that were like, "Oh no, this is controversy or whatever." What are your thoughts on that? On, you know, did having some haters mm -hmm. ultimately help us even more because then there's people arguing back yeah. and forth. Uh, was it something that you responded to them to be like, no, I didn't know this aware, you know, this is something I'm aware of, or were you, did you just like, ah, I'm going to ignore them and keep doing my thing? So I did a little bit of all of the above. Okay. Um, because once, I think the doc, the dancing doc started um, after I was on, or when I was on Good Morning America. Okay. Because uh, Michael Strahan just kept on saying, hey, doc, hey, doc. And then the, the, um, the trainers of, 
um, Dancing with the Stars did their dance. It was like, hey, Dr. Tony, how you feel about that? You think you can do better? I was like, oh, they look okay, but I can do better. So that nice. was one clip. So, And he just kept on saying, Doc. And then people got upset, um, was like, why he didn't say, um, I'm not a doc, I'm a physician assistant. And every time I went on shows, I would tell them, I said, I'm not a doctor, yeah. don't say doctor, because you're gonna make a lot of people upset. I'm a physician assistant, so just say Mr. Or just say Tony. Um, and every time, as soon as the show starts uh, running, they just go back to they doctor. They go right back to doctor. So, and they so, hear, so it yeah. wasn't even your fault. Right, right. So it's not like you're even saying, I'm claiming this, and you were upfront right. about it. It was just, I would probably imagine it's the casual thing to say. Mm -hmm. And the dancing doctor just kind of rolls, rolls off, the, off tongue, the tongue. And yeah. they're like, let's go. Right. We're off and running with that. So I mean, it's, so you, right, it wasn't something that you set up or did. It happens mm. from this. And out of it, there's a lot, there, not a lot, but there's some people that are like, hey, yeah. we're grumpy about this. Oh, yeah. What did you do at that point? Were you just like, ah, ignore them and keep moving on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, like I, I was on a lot of PA forms, and they were like, well, he had an opportunity to say, I'm not a doctor, I'm a PA. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, yeah. NTV is so scripted, yep. you got a time limit. I'm not about to spend a minute and a half to say, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm actually a PA, and a PA is. Yep. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna let it go. Um, and everybody who knew me, or who knows me, know yep. that I don't claim to be anybody other than what I am, and I love being what I yeah. am. Um, and it's and the folks that are online, you know, I would, there was points where there's millions and millions of comments and people from other countries, they don't know doctor, they don't know anything other than doctor or yep. nurse. Yep. So if you're wearing a white coat, you're a doctor. If yep. you're not wearing a white coat, you're a nurse. Yeah. So they don't know the difference of a physician assistant. So I wasn't gonna sit around and just try to educate every <laughs> comment. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, but yeah, but at the end, um, now that it's gone so high, now I can continue. Now I start to continue to put out there that I'm a physician assistant. I was doing it in the beginning, yeah. but nobody was catching it. So, so it's, it's just fascinating <laughs> because it's something that you know wasn't necessarily anyone's fault. Their mm -hmm. TV's moving quick; mm -hmm. it's got a catchy ring to it. Let's yeah. go, and we're on to the next, mm -hmm. you know, guest, and let's keep yeah. moving on from there. But um, you know, ultimately, I mean, it sounds like you did everything right in that scenario. Uh, it's just crazy that you know. I generally think a little bit of controversy mm -hmm. is always a good thing. When oh, there's people, when people disagree mm -hmm. on the internet, mm -hmm. right? They start putting up lots of comments, mm -hmm. and that usually is what rises mm -hmm. things up higher. Oh, is yeah. something in there where it's you know, if everyone's like, yeah, we all mm -hmm. agree with that, they they just pass over it. Right, but if right. there's something that gets them uh, fired up or wanted to have a discussion, a lot of times that can ultimately help benefit oh, yeah. benefit you or you yeah. know anyone else trying to go viral. Mm -hmm. Um, awesome. What what are some of the top social media platforms uh, that you use today, or that where you spend the majority of your time mm -hmm. uh, to be able to connect with people? Yeah. So in Facebook, I spend a lot of my time there. Okay. There I have uh, 1.9 million followers. Oh, nice. Uh, and on Instagram, it's a little bit different. I spend a lot of time there too, and there I have 227 thousand. So it's a little different. So um, the the population uh, differences from Facebook to Instagram is a lot different. Yep. So the younger population is on Instagram, the older population is on Facebook. And so 
you get a lot of followers and likes from Facebook. Instagram is like, oh, they'll look at it and they'll look at your page and then keep going. So, mm -hmm. and if they really like you, they'll follow you or like it. So it's it's a totally different. So majority of my time is on Facebook, uh, but I do a lot of things that just, you know, because Instagram is, and Facebook are kind of sharing, and as soon as I post it to Instagram, it goes directly to Facebook. Got it. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have any tips for people who want to go viral, mm -hmm. either individuals or businesses? You know, it's definitely something that I would think, you know, people that watch the internet mm -hmm. and see these things kind of come and go are like, that's, I want to do that at some point in my life. You know, what would be your advice to them? Um, can anyone do it? Uh, I know a lot of times people try hard. Mm -hmm. you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so you just have to be passionate of what you're doing and not try to overdo it. Because once you try to overdo it, yeah. people can see it yeah. that uh, this is all pretty planned. Um, it shouldn't be planned. You know, if, if you want to, you know, go to the side of the road and give somebody some shoes because you see them on, the, they're homeless, you know, some of that stuff you can tell that it's way too scripted. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, trying to become a viral sensation is sometimes usually by mistake. Um, but if you want to work on it to make it become, you have to you know, be passionate about this is what you do and don't try to steer away and say, okay, one day I'm going to uh, pet monkeys and that didn't go. So let me go over here and let me hold some babies. So you have to stay yep. with a plan. And from that plan, you have to look at what you can do for today on that plan. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so it's fascinating because I think every person has something unique about them. Mm -hmm. There's you know something that they care about, or that they would know more about a topic than me, or have an experience in life that's completely different to me, and, and or could can dance better than right, me, right. Uh, or sing better than me. Like those are all things that people have talents, and I would generally say you know do exactly what you're saying, the things that you love, mm -hmm. um, try to be your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, try to have fun and be entertaining. You know, yeah. like there's a little component of that was yeah. you were like, you're having a bad moment. Mm -hmm. You're in a hospital, you're struggling. We're gonna do the exact opposite of that right now mm -hmm. and try to break through that or not even break through it, but just make it through the day yeah. with a smile. Like that's exactly. it, it, it wasn't trying to, you know, change the world. Mm -hmm. You were trying to change one person's frown exactly. into a smile. Exactly. And that moment was captured. Mm -hmm. uh, and because of that, other people resonated with that. It resonated with them. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just it's fascinating because I don't think there is a recipe for going viral. I think it's being yourself. I yeah. think it's doing something that other people possibly have never seen before yeah. um, or that evokes an emotion inside of them yeah. of either happiness or you know, fear or pain or joy or laughter. Um, and that because of that, they want to share it with other people mm -hmm. and help them feel that same way too. Right. Right. All right. Um, I wanted to switch really quick as, as into another section, which was, you know, it maybe a little bit more serious questions. Mm -hmm. sure. Um, one of my favorite movies of all times is patch Adams. Yes. And they, many of the people in the press have referred to you as kind of the modern day mm -hmm. patch Adams. And so one of my favorite quotes from that movie is the purpose of a doctor should not be to simply delay the death of a patient, but to increase 
the person's quality of life. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think makes that so special in terms of what you're doing with individuals right now? Yeah, so, you know, this is always heartfelt because I'm really passionate and sorry, I may cry. Oh, <laughs> so, that's all right. Um, but um, I have a lot of kids that I treat. Um, and I just lost a kid uh, this past uh, Sunday uh, to a brain tumor. And, you know, it hurts all the time, you know. Being in neurosurgery, um, we it's like almost like a homicide detective. You know, we see some of the worst things. Sorry, my eyes are leaking. <laughs> so we see some of the worst things that happen to kids. Um, things that we all don't want to happen, you know, especially, you know, we have a few kids that have non-accidental traumas where uh, the parents do things is usually the male figure in the family that does things to kids. And then they come, they go in one way, they come out a different way. Um, but what that quote means to me is the quality of life. You know, um, we tend to think quality of life um, in adults looking at kids is the quantity of years. And it's not always that way. You know, we have kids that are sitting in the hospital right now dying. Um, and their quality and quantity of, of life is totally different objectives. Um, so the quality of life is, are they having a good time? Are they enjoying themselves? And every time I come in contact with any of my kids, my, my eyes won't stop leaking. <laughs> um, I, I make sure their quality is, you know, at its best because they I connect with them so many different ways um, I don't you know not necessarily um, care about you know trying to prolong their their struggle you know by doing quantity of years you know we can we can give radiation until um, people are just like um, like thin of like this pole here but is that a good quality of life? It's not. You know, we we tend to think that, you know, as, as parents that we want our kids around forever um, when they have a tumor. But sometimes we, it just is not possible. We should just make sure we step back and make sure they're enjoying themselves on their last days uh, because that's that's what's important. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, that's you know, hearing those stories and I can imagine it's incredibly difficult to be around people in you know, those situations to be like, all I want to do is help. All I want to do is push a button and have everything be okay. And it doesn't always work out that way. Um, you know, having being right in those scenarios, I would imagine would change someone having seen these stories or these people uh, that kind of come through. You know, what have you learned about the value of happiness or the meaning of life mm -hmm. from going through these type of experiences? I've, I've learned so much. You know, we have, you know, our parents, you know, they go through so much, you know, and I try my hardest to be the best provider I can. You know, it's not about me being a physician assistant. It's not about people calling me a doctor. This is about Tony being a human and connecting with these uh, parents because I have kids too. And I would hope um, people would treat my kids that way. So that's why I do the things I do for these kids and their parents um, because I want memories 
of them enjoying themselves in hospital, a place where they couldn't get out of. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, I, I don't know if you know this. Um, I had a, a brother that passed away from childhood leukemia. Yeah. Um, and he always wanted to be an astronaut, yeah. right? Like he wanted to, to go to space in his room. He had a space shuttle on one wall. That's Everything awesome. was rockets yeah. and, you know, you know, how do we get to the moon and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And the Make-A-Wish Foundation mm -hmm. sent him to space camp with my sister. Wow. And I remember, I think it was probably the happiest time I ever mm -hmm. saw him. Because, you know, going through, you know, leukemia, you've mm -hmm. got chemo and, you know, most of the time he was sick or... Yeah recovering from being sick to try to build back up and then it's you know the next chemo session right. you've got to go right back and so mm -hmm. you know to be able to have that moment mm -hmm. where he was like i get to live my dream yeah. and i everything else needles and doctors and everything mm -hmm. gets put on the back burner for a little mm -hmm. bit right. and i get to go and and be a kid right. um and for me it was just seeing it happen was mm -hmm. so incredible to be like it does matter yeah. to help make people happy and to help them yeah. live the life that they want to live. It's exactly. such a valuable, exactly. valuable profession. So um, any one, I'm, I'm sorry for bringing up the, the <laughs> no, tough questions. Okay. Okay. Um, any final words of wisdom as we kind of wind down today that you might have for other aspire, you know, people who are aspiring to work in the medical facility, medical industry or to work with kids, any advice that you would have for them? Yeah, so you, you always have to, you know, be human aspect of it um, because in medicine, uh, we're not taught to be that much um, human other than, you know, treat a disease, um, diagnose a disease, and kind of work with folks to give a treatment plan. Um, not necessarily saying, oh, you need to be more human to it, you know, connect with the patients, you know, take care of yourself as an individual because you're going to see a lot of rough things. Uh, we're not taught those part of medicine. So you have to um, look into yourself um, and to see if this is really what you want to do. I think a lot of people get into medicine for the wrong reasons, either that money or family pushed them in that yep. direction. So we have to make sure this is what we want to do and kind of go from there. Uh, it's, it's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Tony, for being on the show. Uh, I appreciate it. Wonderful advice on your journey. And it's just, Thank you. it's fascinating to see how you've far, how far you've come so far. And it's exciting to be like, where will you go from here? Uh, dancing president? I, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. um, but thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Duke of Digital podcast with Brian Meert. Want to network with other business owners? Join our exclusive group at facebook.com slash groups slash Duke of Digital. Fancy the Duke? Leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and you could be mentioned on the show. The Duke of Digital was produced by Advertise Mint and recorded in Hollywood, California. All rights reserved.